Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And we are back, guys. Another podcast. Today... A lot of you guys have been reaching out. We need bikini. So I decided to get one of the best bikini athletes we do have out there. She's won Australian title. She's a pro under ICN, competed in multiple federations. So we're going to introduce you to Annie. She is based out of South Australia. And we're going to pretty much go through her journey of pro, talk a little bit about more into the bikini categories of ICN. And kind of if you are looking at going down the pro league division, um, and things like that. She's going to be absolute awesome to throw some absolute bombshells. How are we doing today, Annie? Very good, thank you. How are you, Jake? I am always good, always pumped um, to get another podcast down. So give us a little bit about your background story, like slowly getting into fitness. Where kind of, what, what, at what point did you like kind of flick that you wanted to go and compete for the first time? Well, it's actually... A funny story like everyone has these big like stories of how you know they always dreamed to be like a bodybuilder and they looked up to all these bodybuilders but mine was a little bit different so I started training back in high school when I was 16 um, so I was actually bullied a bit in high school for having a big butt um, so I was a little bit self-conscious about it decided to join up a gym because kind of you know back then girls had to be skinny and all I wanted to do was sort of lose weight um, did a whole bunch of group fitness classes like your body steps, um, your body pumps and so on. Um, and then ended up enjoying the weight training side when I had a PT. Moved to a gym that was sort of located a little bit closer to home because originally I went to a women's gym. And then just sort of was doing workouts that I saw online and so on. So didn't really know what I was doing but felt like I wasn't doing too badly and had a PT that was working at the gym approach me one day and be like, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And I was like, oh, I don't know, just get toned, like lose a bit of weight. And he was like, have you ever thought about bodybuilding before? Like you look like you'd do pretty well if we put a bit of muscle on you. And at that point I was like, oh, you know, like never really thought about bodybuilding, but why not like give it a go? So he trained me probably for the next, I reckon, year and we were doing two training sessions a day, usually very like old school bro bodybuilding style. So like having an arm day, um, having a leg day, like all split up specifically. Um, and yeah, and then he ended up leaving the gym. And so I was on my own. And by this point, I'd got my uh, PT qualification. So I knew a little bit more about sort of what I was doing in um, science behind exercise and whatnot. And then sort of go into a relationship, like put fitness for myself on the back burner, worked in the fitness industry. And then it sort of got to a point where I um, wasn't feeling great about myself, sort of remembered about um, these goals that I'd had and that I was working towards that never really went anywhere. Um, decided, you know, it was time to finish unfinished business and got myself a coach and then got into bodybuilding from there properly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Bit so of that's kind of that first little bit training on that bro split side of things yeah. with that 
first show. So fast forward a little, you started training. So you coached yourself into your first show? No. So I had a coach. So I was looking through, you know, Instagram as you do and having a look at sort of the girls that I like the look of and obviously having a look at the tags, you know, who their coaches were at the time. And I came across um, the coach that I've worked with for the last four years now, it would have been. So I started, um, did my first bodybuilding show in 2017, started working with a coach in 2016 properly. So like for a reverse diet then. Um, And I think we started working with her about June, July, and then started prepping for my first show, which was the ICN SA state titles season A. Um, I think we started cutting down and prepping around the start of January, end of December. So that was kind of my first show that I ever did. Um, But by that point, because I'd been a PT for a while myself, I sort of had a bit of an idea um, around what I was doing exercise wise, but it was quite different to the training style that she had me doing. So her approach was a lot more like powerlifting style, which okay. because previously I'd be tra- been trained by a PT who was like very old school bodybuilder, I was sort of used to, you know, um, more so like isolation exercises and like machines and dumbbells rather than sort of the big compound lifts and mm-hmm. squats, deadlifts and bench press. So, yeah. Yeah. So with that first show going into it, did you, have you, like, I know a little bit more about your background being from SA. Have you ever been to a show before you rocked up on your first day? Did you ever go and have a look at it before or did you kind of show up? Yeah, no. So I've watched a few videos beforehand and then um, I'd gone because I was obviously working with my coach before I started cutting down for the show. Um, she had a couple of girls competing the previous season and there was a bunch of us that sort of signed on at the same time to start a prep at the same time. So we all kind of went along together to have a look at like how ICN was run because by then I'd sort of worked out what federation um, I wanted to give a go. And obviously one of the most important things to me was, you know, uh, being a natural athlete. Like I knew that there were a lot of athletes out there that take performance enhancing drugs and that just wasn't a path that I wanted to go down particularly for my first show Mm. so I sort of wasn't too interested in looking at federations where there were athletes that were on performance enhancing drugs just because like obviously it was my first experience yeah added pressure sort of um, not knowing how I would look on stage or anything like that so yeah I went along to an ICN show I think season B 2016 and I went along to A and B as well and sort of decided that those were the two federations that I wanted to start with um liked how it was run found it very exciting enjoyed cheering on the competitors that my coach had as well so yeah that was kind of yeah this is something I find mostly and I think I've mentioned on the podcast once with a few South Australians um that I find like South Australians have very good quality. Um, and I think the main factor down to that is that you've only got two shows a year where in Victoria, we've got seven to 12 shows a year. Um, so this is why I ask a lot of South Australians this question, because it's like, I guess it's getting through people through their head. Our kind of like mentality in Victoria is like, I want to do a bodybuilding show. When's the next one? And the next one's like three months. So they're like, Oh, I'll do that. Um, where in South Australia, you have to like six months and, wait, one, one show every six months, you might go and watch the show and then six months later, that's when you've got that prep. Yeah, exactly. So we've got quite a, quite a bit of time to, I guess, build up and work out what you want to do. And because the shows are kind of run within the same months as well every year, you sort of know how long you've got to prep and 
when you know your body, you know how long it's going to take you to get to where you want to be as well. So um, I think it's kind of like, while it sucks that we're a bit limited in choice as to what we can do in the federations that we do have here, um, I think it's also good because then it gives us sort of a clear clear path on how long it's going to take to get to where you want to be as well. And definitely having that coach and the team side of things of like, I I do a very similar thing. If anyone's looking at competing, I'm just like, come and watch a show first, just because then it takes the nerves out showing up on show day. Um, I've like seen a lot of people show up on show day. I have no idea where the, at least you know where the check-in is and kind of you're going with that team athletes and watching what they do with their pump up and things like that that it just takes those little factors that could make you nervous and things like that because you're just stepping into the unknown. Absolutely. And especially like with the first show, like because of the stories that you read, you know, you hear about athletes like, you know, pumping up backstage and, you know, drinking vodka or wine and Mm. um, doing like shots of salt and all sorts and, you know, having to get the tan and everything. And obviously it depends upon what your coach's approach is. Um, what category you're aiming for, you know, what your body's like as to what you do. So everyone's got such a different approach, but it does help, you know, to go backstage and, you know, see what everyone's doing. So then you can sort of see what the environment's going to be like and what sort of the process is going to be like on the day when you, you get there and you start doing that too. Yeah. And that's where like, again, like being in South Australia, it's probably actually one of my favorite shows to go to. It is like, a country town everyone knows each other there's an awesome clique everyone's kind of like especially in the icn scene that they've got there everyone's like really motivating for each other um and like anyone listening that is looking at a first time um show or anything like that the one thing i find with other federations is icn is less of a competition and it's more like it's kind of like everyone's happy just to be there it's like not like i've seen other federations everyone's in a corner and looking at each other like i'm gonna rip your jugular out um, ICN's a lot friendlier than that. Yeah. And I found the same thing. Like everyone was pretty welcoming. Mm. Um, it is a generally like friendly backstage as well. So, um, and a lot of the time there is, if it's your first show sort of that you're trying and that's the federation you're going with, there's also heaps of other competitors that are also, you know, going into it for the first time and sort of seeing what they can get out of the experience rather than, as you said, like glaring at everyone, you know, looking at them as you know, someone that's like someone that they have to beat on the day rather yeah. than a friend that they can make. Maybe the pro league's a bit different, but. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're saying for that first show, how, 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 what was your experience on that first show when you did get up there? How did you go? Oh my God. I was like so excited, like on the day. I think the most exciting thing for me was that um, for the first time like ever I had abs and I was just Mm. stoked about that and I was like this is awesome like this day is going to be the best and um yeah it was so exciting like getting makeup done beforehand like with my coach and the other girls that were competing um backstage as well like you know it was just such a such a good vibe but you know I was like all these things going through my head like I was like oh my god what if I stack it like I've never Mm. walked on a wooden before um so I did on purpose like it's not not I wasn't really expecting anything out of it but did angels as like a warm-up round for myself just because I like I used to do dancing when I was like a little kid in front of crowds um and I'd obviously done like presentations and stuff when I was at uni but I'd never walked out in a bikini on stage and especially like having 
um, I guess, concerns around my body, like growing up as a teenager due to being bullied as well. It was like, it was a big thing and it was quite nerve wracking. So I was getting like quite nervous backstage and like doing the angels routine um, is quite different to obviously doing your bikini rounds because you've got a lot more freedom around your posing and your routine. Um, I was so shaky. <laughs> like mm. I still look back on the video and everyone was like, you looked so great. And I could like feel my feet shaking everything. Like it was just adrenaline the first time walking out on that stage but it was probably the best decision I made because my next two rounds for bikini novice and bikini opens didn't get that shakiness at all and I felt like I was able to execute everything that I'd practiced um in terms of like posing prior to the show yeah um yeah it was just an amazing experience like all the girls I met were so friendly um, there were a few girls that were like even more seasoned competitors, I guess, that were so encouraging backstage as well and said, you know, don't be nervous, like you're going to love it, like just enjoy the experience. Um, and yeah, so it was, yeah, it was just a great day. Like I just was so excited about everything and just the way that it was run as well was so good. Um, and having the team there for support as well and friends and family in the crowd as well. Yeah, it was just, yeah, great. Just loved it. Like fell in love with it from that first show, I reckon. Yeah. And did you get good results in that first show or? So I didn't place in my angels round, but like I said, I didn't, I went into the show, like not expecting anything like my sort of goals when I um, went into that show was just, you know, feel confident within myself, push my own limits and then, you know, get to stage and whatever happens happens. Like if I place, it's a bonus. So angels, like I wasn't too fussed about, but then with my bikini novice, I think I placed fourth and then opens, I came in third and that was up against girls. I think the top two um, were girls that had competed and placed in previous shows. So I was like over the moon to even be considered part of like the top five on the day. And that's something like I've noticed talking to a lot of athletes, talking to a lot of the pros And it's quite funny, like you look at a lot of the pros and like a lot of them didn't do very well, Well, like top threes, top five in your first show is really good. But like for me, I didn't place in my first show. A lot of the pros I know didn't didn't get a look in on that first show. And I think that's kind of adds that little bit of like spit in the eye and dirt in the teeth where it's just like that next season you come in and you come in with a vengeance. So what did you do after that first, your first, first show? had that off season and then come back. Um, What was that kind of like journey? Like I I know a lot of people now like got their eyes on pro card and it's like, they've just, they're going hard at this pro card. Um, So where was your journey to that? You kind of received, you won your pro card in Adelaide, did you, or was it at? Yeah. So I won my pro card in Adelaide. So I didn't really actually have an off season. So I competed back to back seasons in my first year of competing. Mm. Um, And I think just because that first, like, no way would I do it now, like being a bit more experienced and obviously um, having competed for a few years. But I think I just fell in love with it so much from that first season that I was just like, okay, you know what, my goal for my next season is to place higher. Um, At this point, like, I'd never even thought about a pro card because I'm like, you know what, I've just started, like, you know, I'm stoked to have placed, I'm surprised to have placed Um, because that was such a huge thing to me then. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to go and compete season B, have a very, very short off season, do a shorter prep, um, try to stay a bit leaner and just see if I can place a little bit, a little bit higher. Um, 
at that point. So yeah, still wasn't thinking about a pro card and I knew at, in that show that they were awarding pro cards, but I was like, no way am I going to win a division, let alone take out the overall. So it wasn't even something that I considered a possibility. And then um, going into that second show, like it was just a complete shock when I won my novice division, even more of a shock when I won the opens and then to get the overall, like it was, yeah, just still, I think to this day, like can't, can't believe it at all. I was like, yeah, in a massive, massive shock, but sort of the game plan wasn't much different. It was sort of like, you know, um, legs have always been like an area for me that I've struggled to get lean in. Mm. Um, and that was, I think, I don't think I really had that much feedback from my first season. It was sort of like, you know, um, it's your first show, like you've done really well, you know, just keep at it pretty much. There was, I was pretty in proportion, like there was nothing really that they wanted to see more of just be a bit more practice and build a little bit more size if I could. So just focus on that, trained hard, stayed with the same plan and yeah, paid off in my second season. And with that second season, you've got six months of in between shows or r- r- roughly about, did you just continue cutting or did your baseline out? Um, you said you focused a little bit more on your legs and things like that. Um, but there wasn't any like dramatic changes you did between those two seasons. No. So my first season was actually pretty long because I did this state ICN show, state A and B show, which I think was two weeks apart or a week apart or something as they usually are. And then I did the ICN nationals, which was like in June. So from April, I think it was pretty sure it was June was like a while. So I think what we did was we reverse sided out slightly um, didn't and were reverse dieting into that national show. Yeah, had a little bit of a reverse diet and then started cutting again for season B, which was in September. So I think it ended up being like an eight week cut or something, just very slightly because I hadn't managed to put on that much weight, but kept to pretty much the same plan as we did for my first show. And just my training phases varied according to I guess what my coach programmed for me. But yeah, yep. pretty much the same approach. That's pretty good. And that's where, like, again, like, I, I do see quite a few people and that do that and take their pro card, which technically they don't know the rules that you take your pro card, you can't compete in the amateur. Some people take it too early. Some people, uh, don't, like, once they take their pro card, there's a very big difference between you taking your pro card and competing amateur versus doing a pro liner. Um, so... With that kind of going into the now, you've taken your pro card. Now you've got to go in this pro lineup. How long did you have off after winning that first pro card? And then, then you're like, okay, now I've got the pro pro division. So that season, I won my pro card. It was funny because a lot of people were encouraging me to go do ICN nationals and yep. compete in the pro lineup at that point. And I knew within myself, I was like, no way. Like I didn't even expect to win a pro card this early on. There's no way I feel ready to go into a pro lineup. Like those girls look incredible. They've got a lot of size on me. They've got a lot of lot more years of training and in particular bodybuilding on me. Like I just flat out said no, because I, I knew my limits at that point um, and just needed a break from doing two back-to-back seasons as well. Mm. So then I had pretty much up until season B the following year. So 2018 season B was my first pro show um, and had quite a challenging year going into that prep. But, you know, I went into it sort of saying, you know, I haven't got any expectations because it is my first time 
doing a, a pro show in, in, a, in a pro lineup. Um, so, yeah, I think basically we focused on being able to build up my metabolism, my calories as high as we could before starting to cut down around July of the following year. Um, so had a bit of flexibility, went on like a holiday overseas, which was amazing, and then got back down to business, did I think 20-week prep into my first pro show. Um, and yeah, followed much of this sort of same approach, which just stepped, changed my posing, obviously, because it's a little bit different from SA to national level. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's something you kind of touched on. And I see it a lot with a lot of competitors that they're like almost rushing that pro debut, that it's like, cool, they've won the show. And almost like these days, because now pros, you can't get them at state titles that you watch them go straight from the open and winning straight into the pro show um, on the same day. And it's like, mm-hmm. I almost think you need to build up because that standard line is just a hell of a lot di- different. And you're, you're kind of like, cause I, I guess from season B, you would have gone to make your pro debut probably like five, six weeks later at um, nationals that year. So it was probably good to have that 12 months. And like, that's my advice to anyone is like, once you go down the track that you are like winning that pro show is like, you almost want to be looking at the pro level as well and understand where, where they sit. Because again, it is that step up these days. Now it's a little bit different that anyone that wins a pro card has won an Australian title or a world title. So it's the best, best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely taking that time off and training for that show. Um, is de- def- definitely important. You brought up something you're going on holiday. So like balancing the prep life, you've just become a pro athlete with still living. Like a lot of people will eat, live, die for like what, once they're kind of hitting that pro card. How do you find, where, where do you find that balance between still socializing, still instead of taking Tupperware to weddings in off season and things like that or any type of events, um, where do you kind of you even look at trying to like control that side of things or is it just having that rest period and then when you are prepping, it's all on? Yeah, look, I, I feel like if you're taking comps and like bodybuilding seriously, it's sort of yep. like you have to think that you're an athlete all the time. Yeah. Um, but having said that, you know, you have an off season for a reason, like you spend so long prepping and so long, so long dieting and so long missing out on like, you know, eating what you want at birthdays and, you know, having to make these healthier choices or, you know, saying I'm going to pass on dinner, I'll still come socialize and then eating your prepped food at home because you've got that goal. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like once the comps are over, like it is important to have that balance and because prep is quite hard on, you know, relationships and stuff. It's not only you that's missed out on all these things. It's your friends and your family that have missed out on having you fully participate, I guess, in normal social life um, as well. So with every off season I've had, I, I guess I've like focused on reverse dieting out. So I'll still follow a plan. I'll still train consistently. Like I don't think I've ever missed a training session that I've had prescribed by my coach. And if I have, then I've just made up for it. Um, the next day I could and same with like holidays as well and stuff like I've always planned holidays in my off season just because you need a break from life and everything and you just try to stick to your plan as best as you can when you're out there but you know don't restrict yourself from trying something you know that you might only have that one chance to try or um, 
going somewhere that you might only have that one chance to go because you're overseas. So you do have to have a bit of balance, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like consistency always wins. Mm. And if you do have a little bit of a holiday where you do enjoy yourself that bit more, you know that, you know, you go hard in the gym and you train your back on plan when you're back, I guess, back to home life. Um, So yeah, I've always just, yeah, consistency is key at the end of the day and yeah, finding that balance in between, but still knowing that, you know, your off season's there to build up and if you do happen to overeat or overindulge or something, go off track or you know have the outing that you haven't planned for you know enjoy it mm, <laughs> and yeah, use and use the extra calories for fuel to build up and you know better your body yeah and it's having that fine line i really think that you see some people just absolutely send their off season and like once the trains off the cargo it's just like they're eating freaking treat meals every seven days of the week and all of these type of stuff. Um, and you just said that consistency still like I almost think to be very competitive in the pro athlete, you almost have to be in that athlete mindset to a certain extent. You're not going to go all out, but you're still going to have somewhat a little bit of control. Um, you don't go seeing people putting on 20 to 30 kilos in their off season and then just quickly coming around and winning an Australian title. Like maybe you do, but I don't see it too often. Um, But it's, yeah, it's definitely keeping that off-season. Or like, in the end, you're right. It is an off-season. Um, not turn off your diet, turn off your training, and just hope that you're going to come back and magically gain size. Um, but, yeah, it's just if you're looking at doing this long-term, you want to be a pro, you want to go down that thing, well, you're going to have to be competitive in that. And it's you're going to have, yeah, gonna have to be an athlete in the end. It's not just a – you can't expect a 12-week cut, a 20-week cut, be in pro bikini shape or pro anything shape really yeah 100 percent. so like yeah just sticking to the reverse diet i think is so important as well and you know you don't just completely stop training and you know stop dieting when a show is over if you've got goals of competing again and i think that's where a lot of people go wrong you know the show's over you know they don't go to the gym anymore or they don't follow the same plan because they figure you know i've done the show i don't need to do it i start dieting again and that's not the case like you can have a bit of flexibility, you know, you might not have to, you know, do every session, you know, if you're tired or something like on that day, you know, you can have a little bit more freedom and flexibility around when you structure your training, but you still have to train, you know, you still have to follow your reverse diet plans if you've still got goals to achieve. Yeah. And that's, yeah, hundred percent pro athlete mindset. <laughs> so going into that first pro show, you've kind of, like for a pro, what I would say is you haven't had a hell of a lot of stage experience um, going into that first first pro. How did you find like the difference between amateur and pro? Um, quite different. So I guess because originally I sort of went into that prep thinking, yeah, I'm going to smash this. Like I'm going to give up my all. Like I'm going to get the best conditioning that I ever have basically for my first pro show I was super excited for it but had a lot of challenges um within that prep in terms of like personal life and um like I guess hormones and yeah everything like stressful extremely stressful job that was sort of impacting upon like my physical progress despite following the plan to a T so I think by the end of it I just went in and said you know what I just want to look like I belong up on the pro stage and not look out of place um, and the standard was so incredibly high. Like my first show was, I think, the Fitness Expo in Melbourne, I believe. Yeah. I think. Is that the, when they did it as Worlds or Aussies? 
Aussies, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were huge lineups, hey. I think I remember like they were like yeah. 17 or 20. Yeah, it was a massive, like there were so many girls. I wasn't expecting there to be that many pros and the standard was just like insane. Yeah. Um, just the girls looked amazing and it was so different to doing your state show as well because the time you have on stage is so limited. Um, like it goes through so quickly. You don't have that same time for your individual walk or anything like that. And it's sort of bang, bang, bang. And then you feel like you're up on stage for twice as long when they're doing the comparisons as well. Um, so yeah, it was like, and cause it was so late in the day as yeah, well. Like I was about to say was, that that was the Friday night where it was like a night show. Um, night show, exactly. I think it was like an 8 p.m. or something ridiculous. Yeah, so trying to hold your condition and I guess peak for a late stage time was also something that was so different because obviously like anyone who wakes up first in the thing in the morning, that's when you feel like you look your best and you're most shredded. And then yeah. um, during the course of the day, like obviously you get tired being on your feet and everything and um, waiting around and then, trying to, I guess, hold your conditioning and, you know, your meal timings and everything for stage was really, really different as well. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty much like same thing as with my first stage. I was just, you know, stoked to be able to make it to the pro stage and, you know, I felt like I didn't look out of place, didn't place in my first pro show, but I was like, you know what, that's my first pro show, it's fine. Yeah. Um, didn't go into it, you know, expecting to take it out or anything like that. Um, just sort of wanted to get a feel for what it was for and know what I had to improve and then step it up for Worlds next time. Mm. Because then you, did you go the Worlds after that as well? It would have been like two to three weeks later. Yeah, it was, I think, yeah, two to three weeks later was in Queensland was the World Titles, was run again a little bit different. It wasn't part of an expo. I think I actually preferred it when it wasn't part of an expo because the focus was just on that show. Yeah. Well, and there, there wasn't all these other things going on as well. And it was a lot easier, I guess, the backstage setups and everything. Mm. Um, just preferred it when it wasn't done like that. I think the um, lighting as well, like even just looking down the expo and you've got different types of light where you have to go light and lighter. It wasn't dark to light. Um, and just a cold backstage, like the expo hall is very cold. So it's very hard to get a pump up and get into the vibe, I find agreed same yeah i find that as well like it is so so cold um and especially that that time of year it's not like it's supposed to be warming up but more, more often than not it's not especially um, in melbourne <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah queensland was a little bit a little bit warmer which was a lot nicer i think um but yeah and the show didn't go quite as late as well but again the standard was insane and then not only do you have competitors from australia but you've mm. got all the international competitors too that always look amazing and then also have quite a different look to the Aussies. So, um, yeah, and then you've got all the judges as well from different countries there too that I guess have slightly different ideas of, you know, what bikini should be. So, yeah, it just adds that extra di dimension to it. And, yeah, the, the level was really stepped up for that division. Yeah, and then how did you go at Worlds? Did you place there either? I didn't place at Worlds either. Um, I f definitely felt a lot more confident with my physique. I think going into the Melbourne show, I wasn't like, wasn't hundred percent stoked with how I looked. Didn't feel like it was my best conditioning despite doing the most I could. And there's just a lot, I guess, working against me in the end. But like I said, didn't look out of place. So I was stoked just with that. Um, didn't place in Queensland either. And was kind of, I don't know, like 
to be honest, and I spoke about this with my coaches, all both a little bit confused, I guess, around um, the judging. And, you know, we were working off of the girls that had placed at the expo who yeah. I felt like all looked amazing, 100% deserving of the placings, like just unreal. And then when it came to the world titles, it was completely different girls that had placed that I probably, like everyone works hard, but probably not what I would have picked to have been the top five bikini pros in that particular show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I was like hoping at least, I think, to have placed fifth. But then again, like had to remind myself, you know, it's your, your first season competing as a pro athlete. Like you've only done one year of shows before this. And I think the Worlds was like my eighth show, um, which compared to some people is not that much. But, yeah, I still had a great day. And I did do the swimsuit one piece for both the worlds and the nationals um, and placed in both of those. So I was already stoked <laughs> to place yeah. in the swimsuit. That. Yeah. And that's one thing I think like we're very similar um, with, I, I had the exact same experience with my pro show that I kind of like after winning an Australian title in the amateurs, all that going into the pro and then just like bombing out almost that it's just like, having that prep that it's just, again, lighting that fuel up um, for the next year. You said that prep technically, like it, from what I'm gathering, that was technically your second prep, hey, even though it wasn't your second show because you did a back-to-back, had an off-season and then went for that pro show. Um, that was the second time that you've prepped from kind of an off, off-season period. Yeah, from an off-season, that was like a full proper off-season. Yeah. Um, and a full prep, like 20 weeks plus that, yeah, that was the second full prep really. Yep. That I'd- and with my experience and I'm guessing this is going to be the same as yours. Um, it's like, I learned that lesson very fast of almost like complacency. Like your first prep is like, you go hard because you're like, Oh, you don't know what's coming and this is here. And then you have that off season and then it's to reignite that fire again for that second prep. Um, obviously you said you had a few hurdles and all of those things during that prep as well. But I guess what I learned from like almost not placing in that my first ever pro debut and things like that, it's just like, all right, there's no stuffing around now. So like 12 months later I came in and it was just like, again, double the vengeance. Um, and I think that's just something that I'm finding with talking to a lot of the pros and what I'm seeing throughout so many shows that I'm watching is it's the ones that can take the feedback and it's like, taking that feedback instead of like, this is a sport of feedback, not getting like butt hurt about them saying like, you need bigger legs. You need to be leaner here. You need to, and they keep moving those goalposts. It's like, cool. What can I do? Good. 12 months, go and do it. And then come back again. Um, and it, is that something you learned from that first or that second lot of prep? hundred percent. And I think like going into it so open-minded, like right from the beginning and not necessarily having the expectations of myself too. like every show that I did sort of helped me to refine my goals and, you know, put in perspective, like what I do need to work on. And I think what a lot of people like, it's quite frustrating seeing competitors go into a show and expect to clean up straight up and continue cleaning up. Like everyone's working hard everyone's always got something to work on. Like even if you've won a show, it doesn't mean that you're going to win the next show because there's a whole bunch of different competitors that come. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different standards. Yeah. Show. So there's always something to work on. And you honestly, like it's such a subjective sport that you just can't afford to take it personally or you're not going to last in it at all. There's so many people that get discouraged, don't place and then never return to it again. 
So going down, like out of all the sports, you've kind of mentioned the subjectiveness a little bit. Um, and like, in my opinion, bikini is probably the number one most subjective of because you've got that, you can be too hard, you can be too soft, you've got to be in the middle um, to give some context. I was at that Queensland show and that was probably one of the most like questionable judging that I've seen throughout the whole day. Um, even though I want my pro card, but <laughs> um, other than that, it's just the rest of it. Like I was watching a lot of the girls and my jaw was just like on the floor with some of the, the, the calls. So it's just, how do you kind of prep yourself as a pro athlete? You're looking at this, you want to fit this little narrow, too soft, too hard goalpost as a bikini. Um, like say you're competing in different States and you're not knowing the judge, where do you kind of put in your head what you want to look like? I think for me, it's always looking at the past, obviously top places and sort of in your head, I guess, averaging out what they look like and then also aiming for what you can achieve as your own personal best. So I've always focused on it as, you know, what's the best that I can achieve for my body? Like, what do I personally feel like I want to improve on? Because I feel like for me, it's not just about fitting a particular category, but also being happy with where I sit and, you know, working on my own personal goals of um, how I want to shape my body and how I want to grow my body to fit that bikini division. Um, Mm. But I feel it's always like always bigger shoulders, always bigger glutes. Um, And for me, I always leaner legs as well, because that's a part that, you know, I do struggle with um, while still maintaining, I guess, that feminine figure and appearance as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is really, really challenging on, especially, yeah. when, you know, it varies so much from show to show, um, competitor to competitor. And then because with the pro lineups as well, you haven't got divisions split into high class. Mm. Obviously taller girls are going to look completely different to shorter girls. Um, so yeah, it is definitely, yeah, just a challenging one to just, yeah, always aiming to aim for my best. And I guess, now that I've got that set point and I know, you know, I do fit the bikini division if I've placed at amateur level and, you know, won a pro show as well. Like obviously, you know, I do fit in that category. So it's just about building upon what I've already got and bettering it. How can I level up for the next show? Yeah. And that's one thing I kind of really dig into my bikini girls and things like that. And just not even my bikini girls, my girls on subjectiveness full stop and same with guys. And it's like, I want my athletes to look the best they can with that time. Like I'm not going to be the person that's going to be like, cool, we're really lean. Let's soften out and look worse into a show. Um, It's almost like I would like to set the standard with my athletes that every time you get on stage, you're going to come in better and better and better. And if they go, you know what, you're too sharp, too lean. It's like, cool. You've outgrown that category. Now let's go. go." Like I'm less like, I don't know. I, I just myself as an athlete, I couldn't be in a position where I'm like, Oh, getting I could get super shredded um and they're like no you need to calm down a little bit but maybe that's just me yeah no I'm the same like I've been told before um that you know you're you're too shredded through your midsection or you know you're too shredded for the bikini to soften up but you know that's not the look that I'm personally was going for for that show anyway so um yeah it really depends I guess on how the feedback is framed to you as well and I guess what your own goals are around your look because sometimes, you know, if you don't like the look that they're telling you that you have to be at, then maybe you need to look at a different category, a different federation that is more suited to that look as well. 
Yeah, you're right. And the biggest thing, like even just looking at past bikini pro lineups, you said that height thing is just like that is a big factor when it comes down to the overall. Like I think bikini, you've got the biggest range of girls with such different shapes from bigger legs to more shredded legs to bigger hips to like it's just such different builds and different structures. And when they've got to find a little baseline of who matches and where's the like kind of line of too lean and too sharp, it's almost like you're getting real close to uh, just almost like prepping and hoping for a best within, within depending on what the state values and things like that as well. Exactly. Depending upon, yeah, what state it's held in, who, who's judging what the other competitors are like in the day. Yeah. It's, Definitely tricky, especially at national and you know world world level. Yeah. So then, coming from not placing those two two pro shows, your first pro debut, twelve months off. Um, what was twelve months off into your next pro show, um, which would have then taken you to probably the coolest pro show I have ever seen in my life in Sydney Australian titles. Um, what was the difference and what was the mindset going in that, that season after not placing? Did you have a lot of better prep? Did you change anything from there? Um, I honestly probably had the most challenging year of my life to date for that prep. Mm-hmm. So I went into that prep going, okay, you know what? All this crap happened in my last prep. <laughs> Start fresh. You know, this year is going to be amazing. Like, you know. Um, and it completely didn't go like that at all, especially like at the point at the end of prep, it was probably the most challenging one I've had in terms of like a life just working against me. Um, but yeah, so kept with sort of the same approach, push really bloody hard. Like I think there was five points in that prep where my body just wasn't responding just because various different factors like my stress levels were through the roof which I don't think I realized how stressed I was until I wasn't stressed anymore and we started seeing changes happening pretty quickly um there was probably I think yeah five, three or five times that my coach actually said you know there's not a lot more we can do one might have to consider not prepping for this show and I'm sort of the person that you know when I have a goal and when I've got a plan I have to follow through with it and yep. I'm so determined. So I was literally not giving up. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. Like, just keep pushing. Like, just keep trying. See where we get to. Um, and what we, I think, really realized from my first show um, as a pro is that how different and how much of a higher standard the posing is at pro level as well. Mm. So started working with a posing coach which was nat who's amazing um we did skype sessions of posing and even though like having had already yeah so even though i'd done like eight shows obviously you think you've got your posing down pat you want to be that next level for your pro show and i knew that i needed to be next level to be out of place in this show and that was sort of my goal was like you know I didn't place in my first lot of pro shows I'm going to place this time and that was my goal like top five um wanted to get top five so I worked with Nat leveled up my posing I think even the day before I was competing I had her on Skype in the hotel room running through my posing um as well with one of the judges that would be judging um at the world's mary as well so she just glanced at it all made sure we had it all perfect as well so that was one of the major changes that i made 
um, aside from that, uh, we implemented, because I follow a flexible dieting approach. So previously in preps, we'd done refeed days. Um, kind of the pointy end of prep, especially in my first season. So we, because we were sort of exhausting all options for this prep because everything was just working against me, we tried diet breaks um, for the first time, which kind of, I guess, when you're in a prep mindset, being told that you have to eat more food for a whole week does mm. screw with your head a yeah. bit. Um, so, but, you know, just trusting the process, but in terms of the food and everything, it was still pretty much the same, just following plan to macros. We did do a bit of extra cardio to really lean down towards the end. Um, and yeah, push, 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 practice, practice, practice. And yeah, it was just at the end of it, like with how the year went pretty much, I was just stoked to be able to be competing. Yeah. Like, And I say that so honestly, like, because there were so many points in time where my coach was like, you're probably not going to be doing a show. And I was in my head, I was like, you know, it's highly likely that I won't end up being ready for stage. So just to even be able to make it and, you know, be happy that I got to where I did, like that was enough for me. But then going into that pro lineup, I think I did swimsuit too. So winning swimsuit already that day, I was over the moon. Like I was like, no, nah, I'm done. Like I don't care what happens in this brochure. Like I've won swimsuit. I've made it yeah. to nationals. Like, didn't think any of that was possible. Like I'm just over the moon, like amazed. And then doing the pro show, like it was probably my favorite show just because of how it was run and just they had really cool lights for all the competitors and they collected your info like in your stats beforehand mm-hmm. and they had like a picture of you. Um, I don't know if like if whoever's listening to this, if you go and look it up on YouTube, like it was very well set up. Um, so yeah, they had your picture up on a screen and then they had all these cool lights as you did your individual walks. Um, and that was probably the most time I've had for an individual walk as a pro as well, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, just to win that was just like so overwhelming. And I think even if you watch the video, like you can literally, all I was saying was like, what the F? like what what has just happened and I was like like, my photos are horrible because I'm just like crying and literally just mouthing swear words because I was in complete and utter shock um but yes obviously like pushing that hard and you know working with Nat I think really 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 helped so you know I'd recommend anyone if you think your posing is good it can be better (laughs) yeah and that's the number one tip like you never reach a level at your posing like I teach posing do all that and I'm still like "Mm, I don't know about like changing things up all the time I don't think you ever reach a level of like your perfection because so much things come in different styles come in as well and I've seen it change over um so like the last six years um and do things like that but yeah that Sydney show was epic and just the way like they had the dark as you walked on and it just kind of absolutely shone. So that's probably one of the best pro shows I've actually ever seen ICN run. Um, and Rabs from New South Wales did an awesome job at kind of doing that and making the pro show so different to um, the amateur show. So that's something that I definitely want to see more of. I know, um, I don't know if it's out the world's next year, going down to Korea. Um, I'm pretty sure the plan is and their shows are in, like on that level as well. So um, yeah, that'll, that'll be another exciting one to watch. But yeah, you're right. That YouTube, if you just type in ICN New South Wales Pro Show, that will come up. And um, yeah, that was awesome show. So going into that, like those, what kept you kind of, other than your competitive, like you're coming up against all these hurdles that are coming during prep where 
like you see a lot of people that I kind of just say it's like climbing up a mountain. As you climb up the mountain, you have probably like even to, to a lot of my clients when they get to stage, I'm like, you've got to realize that you just making it to stage, you've already beaten probably like 30 to 40% of the people that dropped out on the way. What was like the main factor that stopped you pulling out, even though when everything was going to shit, uh, you were just like still focused and still kind of like laser focused on your goal? Um, it's Yeah, it's really, I guess, hard to explain other than like, me as an individual in terms of everything I do in life. I'm super, super disciplined mm. and like I don't like to give up. And I guess just in the back of my head, I was like, you know, I've worked this hard for this long. Like, I don't want to give up. And I think my backup plan at that point was, you know, I had everything booked early because like if I set my sights on something, you know, I'm going to get better. I'm doing it pretty much. So at that point I was like, you know, everything's booked. I've got 10 booked. I've got hair and makeup booked. I've got friends coming with me. I'm doing it. And you know, if I, I'm going to still prep, I'm going to go through it as a prep. And if I get to a point where I feel like I'm not going to be competitive at pro level, then I'll just do a photo shoot instead. Um, but I think it got to a point, maybe like a month out where my coach was like, you're looking good. Like we're doing it. And I was like, yes, we're doing it. And then I pushed even harder, like if that was possible. So yeah, just, yeah, just sheer determination. And yeah, just, I think comes down to who I am as a person. Just, I'm not one to give up and I'm not one to quit. So if it wasn't the show that was happening, it was going to be a photo shoot. And I wanted to look the best for that photo shoot that I ever have before. Yeah. And then, yeah, definitely for like, to then finish, like after that winning, an Australian pro out of all of it. Um, yeah, absolute insanity. And then working from that, you're on a high, keep going. You went into a world show to take another step up. Um, again, not, not much changing. I'm guessing you only probably had two weeks. Um, and then did, was there any, any difference between that? You're back at your expo favorite show again. Yeah. Yeah. My fave. Um, Yep. We started, um, we reverse dieted out, I believe. So we started, um, up in calories and I got leaner, which was good. So it came in a bit tighter, um, because I'm not sure if whoever's listening is aware, but mostly at the nationals and like the worlds, they don't actually give you individualized feedback like they do at state levels just because of the amount of competitors. But I was lucky enough to have one of the judges have a chat to the other judges for me. And she sort of said, you know, keep everything the same like you presented beautifully like just if you could change anything get a little bit leaner in your legs so um kept pretty much with the same plan bumped calories up a little bit did lean down in my legs and going into worlds like my coach was like you know you've you've won a national show you sure you want to do worlds and i think in the back of her head she was like you know you've come first the reality of it is this is worlds this is next level up you may not do quite as well you know it's always so subjective especially with bikini um but i was like you know what like yeah i'd, I'd love to do worlds like my goal for this show is just a, a place um because i'm aware that it's worlds so yeah just kept with the same plan went and did melbourne um i think yeah it was a bit of bit of a different experience for me um a little bit bittersweet um that show in particular as well so I think wasn't quite in the best mindset um because that 
day, I was told that my mum had actually gone in for emergency surgery for a brain tumour, which was, yeah, we were told she was fine. So it was literally she was pulled um, into emergency that day. So the night before I'd received calls at 2am saying, you know, we need your consent to operate. So the whole day pretty much for that world show was like, you know, I'm here and I should be like stoked and I should be excited, but you know, it's just kind of hard to be focused, you know, like kind of in the back of my head, I was like, you know, I just, just want to play. It's like, you know, just want to do it, like fulfill my personal goal, but um, yeah, just headspace was in a completely different spot, I guess. So it's sort of hard for me to judge how that would have been if all that hadn't been going on on the exact same day. Yeah. So Yeah. So that, that, that going into that show. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine like the, that night before and things like that is like, it's where you want that sleep and all of that and just having that extra cortisol, extra stress. Then you've got back onto a night show again. Um, it's just, you know, playing around with, yeah, I know I've seen it happen again. It was competitors, like the number one thing that undoes a, like a lot of athletes in the last couple of hours, last couple of peak weeks is that stress. Um, is you just want to keep that relaxed. And I guess when the real world um, catches up and yeah, I've definitely have seen clients have very similar type of issues and stuff coming into it. Um, so on, on that show, you got fourth, didn't you? Or third? So I came second in my you. swim team, and yeah. then I came fourth in the bikini pro lineup. And again, there were so many girls in it and the show was run differently again so rather than having an individual walk they pulled you up in groups of three yeah so you did water turns in groups of three and then they pulled everyone up on stage and did comparisons so it's like it was almost like that added pressure you know you had to stand out in a group of three because the judges were looking at three girls at once when you first came out and then trying to compare whoever they had already picked from those three to the rest of the group so it was kind of like how do you make yeah yeah how do you present well and how do you make yourself stand out and be the one that they focus on? Yeah. Um, To have placed fourth, like I was like, honestly just aiming, I was thinking, you know, fifth place I'll be stoked and I got a fourth. So that was better than I was expecting. And plus with everything going on as well, like I was over the moon. So definitely achieved my goal for that. But yeah, again, very differently run show, but my own personal prep going into it pretty much very similar approach to um, previous yeah. And that's the thing, I guess, like where I'm trying to go from is like you had a different lineup again, even though you won an Australian title, it's a whole different slate where I think a lot of these, like I've seen things go from uh, like an Australian in Melbourne um, winning the pro show and then not even placing two weeks later at Worlds. And it's just yeah. like, it, it's again, every show is a clean slate. It doesn't matter what you've done in those past a um, lot of show. And I think just from my experience, even if just w- watching that um, is just something where this is just a part of the sport um, that you've just kind of got to, got to go in with. And it's very hard. And I've been in the very same position of once you'll win a show, then trying to almost like rehype up about a third and a fourth. Um, and that's where it does come into and like talking to, I know Sammy Zest in SA and things like that. And, it's just, I guess, once you do a quite a lot of shows and you have quite a lot of experience and you are looking at that, it's like, yeah, you have placed first in this, but it's almost like, even though that's in your back of your head, it's like, slate that clean. And now it's 
looking at that and then even look like if you do not get the first, it's like cool, um, still being like sane and happy with what you've got where it's just like, it's out of your control in the end. It's like those top three and four, you can't go and just be like, oh, I, I, I guess like especially bikini is just like, they keep changing the goalposts and things like that. So as long as you're happy with every single time, like I'm, I must say like in my head, I want to rip everyone's throat out and play first place until the day. And then on the day, you can't do anything. You've done everything you can. So it's like what happens, happens, and you just kind of enjoy the process. And that's something I think the more shows I've done, and like especially after winning a show at Australian, going to a Worlds and not doing as well, and it's just like all of like trying to almost like put down on paper like you would a sports team or something like that and work the odds out of who's going in just doesn't work. Exactly. So I think, yeah, 100%, like exactly what you said, like it's just doing the most that you can. And I think in t- coming back to like, you know, what pushed me to keep going, like I wanted to make sure that I left no stone unturned. And I think that's what all athletes should do going into the show. Just make sure that you've done everything that you possibly can. And you're not up on that stage thinking, oh, you know, I should have done this or I could have done this or, you know, I shouldn't have skipped that session or I shouldn't have eaten that. And that's a big one that I think like champion mindset, which is like coming up a lot with you of like not giving up and not letting everything crush you down. And it's exactly what you just said then. That's the number one thing that like I preach the hardest. Like I'm happy with placing fourth place. If I know in the back of my head, I'm like, I did freaking everything. Like I, there's nothing else I could have done. I'm like super stoked with that because I'm like, well, that I couldn't have done anything. It could have been genetics. It could have been something else. It could have been something else where it's if you've skipped that session or you've had a cheat meal or you've done all this kind of stick and that that's and then you place fourth and in your head you're like, oh, well, what if I did do this or what if? And that's when I guess you can start like that's where that like almost self-doubt kind of comes in that it's just you didn't go your all. Yep, exactly. And you don't want to have regrets up on that stage as well. And yeah. I think that's why I've been content with, I guess, um, every show that I've done is because I know that I've followed everything to a T and there's mm-hmm. nothing more that I could have done on my end. It's just, you know, <laughs> how the cards go in the day. Yeah. You, you've mentioned a lot like on the same day competing in swimsuit and angels and things like that. Do you think that gives you more of an advantage coming into your pro show? Um, I think that probably for nationals, it maybe did just because the judges had already seen me and were aware, I guess, of who I was. And also Claire did an amazing job of my swimsuit from Creative Bikinis. So there's definitely a standout piece for nationals. Um, but in terms of like the pro lineup, sometimes the judges are completely different as well. So um, I guess because I've already been out on stage, like any sort of nerves that I've had kind of go away having yep. done that prior division so it's a bit easier just to sort of get in the zone and enjoy the experience for the pro lineup because that's the one that you really want to try and do your best for mm. um yeah so i'd recommend like if anyone's out there listening that you know is thinking about doing multiple divisions or a division to like prep for their main one i definitely recommend it because it just sort of helps you to get into it and, and that's the thing like i used to like with novice and doing things like but by the time open comes along you're just ready to kill it and that's where i think like the girls are kind of lucky that you do have a swimsuit and an angels and all of that that the pros can jump in as an amateur um where you kind of like i guess in the men's categories kind of get cut down a little bit because as soon as you're a pro physique you're not going to go into fitness and you're not going to go into like 
uh, classic or something like that, at least, especially the bikini models, you've got the choice of swimwear, runway, bikini, and well, if you're a bikini pro, then you've got pro division and uh, angels as well. So it does give you that little, like little bit of nerves. I, I, I think like me watching it quite a lot and watching it across the States, you can almost get the top three a lot of the time with just looking at faces. Like it's funny, I've done a lot of experiments and you watch the videos and you just cut off the bodies and then try and place them. And it's very, very similar. Like you can see the confidence level just through facial expressions, just through that. Um, so it's just, I think getting those nerves out definitely, like definitely is going to help, especially if you're on a pro stage like that Sydney one where there's a lot of hype leading up to it. So it's like they're hyping you up and you're over-hyping and getting even more nervous because you've got to walk out in the dark and do all this weird stuff where you've already kind of done that and at least you've seen the crowd and done all that. So it just gives you that little edge of confidence as well. Yeah, and getting and with girls as well because we have to wear heels, mm. um, walking on different floors as well. Like the state venues might differ so much from the national ones and the world ones. Like I think the world ones, they had carpet. So when you've done shows on like wooden floors beforehand, um, it's sort of, you know, it's different walking and posing on different surfaces as well. So if you get out in another division beforehand, um, you sort of feel a little bit more confident in your posing and I guess how wobbly you may or may not be on the stage too. So that's another factor to it. Yeah. And this goes with um, a little bit of a, Sideball of just even for my own interest is your training regime. Where do you kind of look? You said you kind of moved to compound lifts and powerlifting type of stuff. And there's so much kind of in the bikini world, I guess, of like you shouldn't do squats because it thickens your waist. You shouldn't do 45 degree leg press because of this. Um, there's girls that are training glutes every bloody like second day or something like that. Where do you kind of sit on your training methodology? Um. In terms of like what people should be doing, I think it's so individualized and just finding something that works for you. Like I've found exercises, like I really, really enjoy doing compound lifts because for me, it gives me an off season goal as well to build up my strength. So it's not necessarily all just mm. physique focused and, you know, with those lifts as well, like, you know, you can always be working on technique and building up your numbers. And there's so many different variations to the lifts as well. Um, and then there's your accessory work and your isolation movements to complement that and keep things interesting. Um, but I personally really enjoy that training structure. And I don't think that there should be any exercises that are necessarily off limits just because you're a bikini competitor. It's more so kind of what suits you and what works for your body. So like through my training, we found exercises that like might trigger off injuries or something like that. So in that case, we would avoid them, yeah. but it wouldn't be just because, you know, it's going to give me a thicker waist or anything like that. Yeah. Like we focus on obviously bringing up weak points, um, but not necessarily purposely excluding things just because we fear that it, you know, might give us a thicker waist or something like that. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with that, especially in the short term goal thing. Like, I think that's where a lot of people get lost because they are so in this 12, 16, 20 week prep. And then it's like afterwards, they're like, now what? Um, and just keeping those short term strength goals is just like, like uh, that's the one thing I love is just keep the training fresh and enjoying your training. And it's um, then going to keep you sustained for like after you said you even competed twice in the one and then you've got a 12 month off season that it's like, that's quite a long time when you say to people that 
oh, I've got, I'm prepping for 12 months or something like that, um, where pros, you don't have a choice. So yeah, that's definitely a good advice, I think, to anyone that's just finished shows, come on after this show and they're kind of looking a little lost, is just definitely looking at your training and enjoying the training and making sure that that's consistent and not too boring. You're setting yourself short-term goals that you can keep just getting those little wins. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other thing I was thinking, oh, what, what, what are you looking at next? So you've just come off this. Are you taking another 12 months off and looking at the pro? I guess COVID's kind of changed a few things about that. When are you, are you looking at getting on stage again? And what are you kind of focusing on? Yeah, so I always plan to have, so obviously my last shows were last year, so 2019 October. So it's been a year since I competed and I've been um, in an off season since then, since that point. Um, so I always kind of plan to have this time off just because I have done shows like for the last three years, I've done 10 shows all up now. So always plan to have this year off. It just so happened that COVID happened at the same time. So it was sort yeah. of good, good timing for me because I had no time anyway. Yeah. Um, it gave me a bit of chance to focus on some rehab as well, rehabbing from injuries and have a bit more life balance, um, kick a few life goals too. So at this stage, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm content with where I'm at. Like, I've got a good life balance, you know. I'm able to socialise, maintain, like, pretty lean physique. Like, this is the best off-season I've had, like, the leanest and the fittest that I've probably stayed. Like, if I was to prep now, I wouldn't really have to do a very long prep at all for a show. Um, but I guess with COVID, it's a little bit challenging, like, being a pro and having already won a national title, um, kind of the next step for me is to I guess win a world. Yep. Um, that's something that I'd really like to do and really like to tick off. So I was kind of thinking about it and when ICN announced that show in Korea for season B next year, pending COVID, of course, yep. um, that sort of tentatively, I guess, what I've been aiming for. Um, so currently just focusing on continuing on with, I guess, what I'm doing, reverse dieting, and then depending upon what the state of the world is, when I would need to start a prep next year, we'd either look at starting a prep or if that world show wasn't going ahead, then I would hold off until the next world show. But I'm also kind of been floating with the idea of perhaps trying out IFBB at amateur level, um, just because I don't feel like I'm quite at fitness competitor, I guess, division at this stage. Yeah. But maybe it's worth trying out I guess if I've ticked off the world's goal and if I if and when I get the win for that um yeah progressing on to I guess a different bit of a different look as well so and coming into this prep like I think that career show is going to be epic like the way that they I've just seen their stages and things like that is there much pressure do you feel on after doing so well in your last season that kind of coming into this one that it's looking at really smashing that goal um yes and no like like I said I'm just aiming to I guess beat the physique I had last time and especially like this is the longest off season I've ever had so I would have had a solid like year and a half of building and not diving at all um so I'm just hoping to really be able to build up I guess my weak points and what I wanted to work on for that show but not necessarily feeling a pressure but like obviously I would like to place at least and preferably if I could place higher than a fourth at Worlds, that would be unreal. But yeah, it's more so just my own personal goals, not necessarily feeling a pressure, more so just wanting to achieve better. Yeah. 
that makes sense yeah for sure so kind of last question i kind of go with and i think you're perfect because that champion mindset thing comes up um so often so you get a blank competitor come to you and they say annie i want to be a pro what are the top three things i need um depends where they're at so it depends if they've trained before um, if they're brand new to training, you know, if they've competed before or they're, they're brand new to competing. Um, but I think one thing, top thing for me is um, determination and persistence because it's definitely not easy. You do have to be committed to it. And it can't just be like, if you, if you want to be a pro, you've, you've got to work to be a pro and then being realistic about it as well. You know, it's probably not going to happen overnight. Like it's very, very rare that someone comes out of their first first season or first show of competing as a pro and then goes on to win win a pro show. So being real, realistic about those expectations and then realistic also about the sacrifices in you, you know, that you have to make and the impacts that it's gonna have upon your your relationship and and being able being willing to put in the work to get to those goals as well. So yeah, so determination persistence realistic expectation and then yeah yeah and i think that's where like for you you like you're very self-aware i guess of you knew what the pro lineups are going to be like like you've obviously very educated in on the sport and the federation and looked all that things up and i think that's very important of helping with the realistic of if you've never seen a pro show and then you magically win your pro card you're like yeah let's do it um yeah you're gonna struggle with that so it's just studying i guess you would have done lots of studying or you've had very good mentors that have guided you through everything like that as well yeah and being open i guess and listening to your coach too um because you when you're in a prep i guess you do get comp brain and you might feel like you know they're programming things for you that aren't going to help you like for example diet breaks or you know, refeed days or something like that. But in the end, you're actually just going to have trust in your coach because they do know what they're doing and, you know, they are trying to help you to achieve your goals. So you've just got to just follow the plan, just be determined, put in the work and then don't get butt hurt and discouraged as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, That's been awesome. Tell people where they can look you up, where they can uh, find your amazing videos and see your Mm off-season. Where's the best place to reach out to you? Um, I'm probably, I'm not super active at the moment. I do post a lot of stories. So people can find me on Instagram, which is Manny 3 So you can look me up. I haven't been super good at posting lately, but I do generally post up some stories. So if anyone's got any questions or they need any guidance or, um, yeah, just want to have a chat, feel free to reach out to me and send me a message as well. And you're super friendly too. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Going through, like, slowly seeing you come up and do all that kind of stuff, everyone speaks really highly of you. So that's why I wanted to have you on. Thanks for listening in, Legends. That was an insane podcast. Like, I'm finding, like, a lot of the pros, the best of the best, and um, that are definitely, they're also very similar determination and they're very similar mindsetted and like that never give up attitude. And that's definitely why I wanted to make this podcast is just to find what makes the difference between those ones that give it all. Um, and this is kind of like a cross, no matter what division from bikini to bodybuilding, it's all very, very similar. So thanks for spending this time with me. If you do have questions, if you do want to see someone on a podcast or anything like that, hit me up, Jake underscore Abel underscore official. 
I'm always going to answer your questions and hit you up. Thanks heaps. Until next time, guys. We'll see you guys soon.